Welcome, Defenders fans, to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod, your for the fans, by the fan source for DC Defenders discussion, guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. We're here for Dodd Pod episode 8, week 3 non review, and week 4 preview. Snakes are stupid. Opponents have embraced this. This this is their theme song. This is their everything. I'm not scared. scared? Yeah, if that intimidates you, then you might need to get checked out because snakes are stupid, just like that video. Snakes are stupid. Week three was also stupid. Yeah. Uh, But we're going to talk a little about week three. We're going to look at our southward bound trip down to Tampa Bay back on the road again um, for week four before we talk about football. Always have to talk about beer. Today we're drinking The Message, an 8% double IPA with Simcoe and Amarillo hops from Final Gravity Brewing in Richmond, Virginia. Austin, what are your thoughts? Man, this is good. I told myself that um, I actually wasn't going to take my first sip until you actually just asked me that question, but it was sitting here in front of me in this glass. And I could smell it coming up, and I was like, yeah, it's not happening. So I drank a little bit before. We got on, but no, this is a fantastic double IPA. Um, If you're unfamiliar with Richmond, beer around here is good. Just throwing that out there. If you're so Defenders fans from D.C., if you ever see something that's from Richmond, get it. It's just you you will not regret it. Every time I'm out in Richmond, uh, I run to people from D.C., especially on the weekends, who make weekend pilgrimages down to the Richmond area. Smart people. Yeah. Uh, but Final Gravity is is one of the very best smaller shop. Not a lot of sort of advertising. Not one that people talk about. Um, but very highly rated beers, especially their IPAs. Um, this is this is no different. This is be- between a four five and a four seven five. I give it a four seven five. Uh, fresh out of the tap of the brewery, just a few hours later, out of the the crowler, I'm feeling more four five than four seven five. But really, really, really tasty. Um, you? You know me. I'm more of the the Simon from American Idol when it comes to rating beers. I'm a little, wow. little more harsh, but um, wow. no, nah, I'll give it a four two five. That's my, that's my final. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, I love with that. If you're Simon, I guess I'm Randy. Uh, good times. Um, yeah. Uh, week three, there was a football game played. I don't we, know what you're talking about. We talked a lot, a lot of trash uh, about the Mild Cats, about the Isle Cats. Uh, they have earned. The W uh, with their play. Um, yeah. Thoughts? Anything else other than your Yeah, no. The older happen? I've gotten, I have become more of a man in the sense of where I will own up and admit when I was wrong and we'll probably do it again. But um, LA, I apologize. Um, Defenders, I apologize because I feel like I gave LA some. Um, locker room material. Yeah, both they both probably both. had this blaring in the locker room pregame. And listen to these, listen to these guys. They think we're not going to score. Yeah, certainly um, you're visible on Twitter with. Uh, yeah, cats, so. Cats no, yeah, I'll own up to it, but I'm not promising it's not going to happen again. I will talk trash from here until the day I die. So, just be prepared. Yeah, uh, week three was bad. It was bad. We've been almost mute uh, since week three on Twitter. It's been it's been hard to get going. 
Um, but we're going to rebound this week. Yes, we are. Bay. Um, but, you know, trash talking is a part of life. Uh, week three was bad, and, and we're not going to talk about it again. I think nope. It's where we're Never again. It. So week three didn't happen. All right, we're all settled. We're not talking about it. There we go. Uh, Austin, what's the weather for week four? All right, week four, the non-week three game. Game starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. Again, these Sunday night games are killing me. I'm uh, not a fan. Give me a Saturday afternoon. But, Sunday um, night games are stupid. Especially, you know, if DC doesn't play well in this one, then I think we need to call Oliver Luck and say, look, man, we cannot play any more Sunday night games to the defenders. They don't play well. Yeah. But, um, no, the weather is going to be nice. You know, it's Florida in late February, high of 70, low of 50. So we can expect probably right around 60 for um, game time. Zero percent chance of rain. I feel like that's kind of makes me skeptical thinking about Florida. But um, wind about seven miles per hour probably won't be that big of an issue. So um, very good weather game, which worries me because last week we were talking about how the weather is going to be perfect for the defenders. They're going to love playing in a little bit of a warmer temperature. And no, they did not. I think we might need to move to Green Bay. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, maybe we're a cold weather team. Uh, hopefully, we can turn turn that out of its head this week. Uh, but you said, you know, maybe we could not have late Sunday night games. Maybe we can not have road games. That would we be just great. play them all at home. Play them all at home. The Fenders fans would be happy. Um, yeah, the Department of Defense would be happy. Uh, the Legion would be happy. All, all of the various uh, various names. The Shield. Uh, Whatever you want to call happy. us. Um, all of those things. A lot of happiness if we could play every game at home. Um, but we we are on the road again. I'm not happy about it. Uh, Tampa Bay with a near miss against the team that many are pegging to be the, the top team in the league right now. The Roughnecks uh, escaping with a 34-27 to win over Tampa Bay last week. What are our thoughts going into this game? What, what are your thoughts, Austin, about about Tampa Bay and the matchup with our beloved defenders. Um, well, watching Tampa early on, their first two games, we were both talking about how they put up a ton of yards, but they just yeah. couldn't find the end zone. Yeah. So um, that will hopefully still be a problem for them this week. Um, they've had some quarterback, um, I guess controversy would be the word to say. They um, Aaron Murray has not looked good for Tampa whatsoever. He was he was starting in those games where they were putting up yards, but they just couldn't punch it in the end zone. Um, Tampa does have a really good run game. They have, actually have two of the top five rushers in the league at this yeah, point. We were, yeah, noted that earlier. That's, yeah, so that's uh, that's big. So we're going to really have to um, really watch for the run, especially with quarterback controversy. So um, Yeah, despite putting up only three points in their first game and nine points in their second game, they actually won the yardage from scrimmage battle yeah. in both of those games, putting up nearly 400 yards with three points against the Guardians. Um, and that was one of the things we talked about in, in our – uh, podcast before the Guardians, we were thinking, I don't think the Guardians are that good. They gave up nearly 400 yards of offense. Um, and then the Vipers put up 365 yards of, of total offense against the Roughnecks, um, who were just ahead of them with just over 400. The Vipers have shown the ability with a wide array of quarterbacks to move the football. Putting points on the board was a problem up until this past week. This past week, 27 points. Um Against you know a pretty good team, a team that everybody thinks is a good team, but uh, we we looked like a team that could not be touched until last week, and inexplicably a team not unlike the Vipers, a winless team, 
uh, put up a ton of points on us. Yeah, no, maybe the XFL, maybe it'll turn out like the college basketball season this year where it is just wide open. We yeah. could see any given week some might take a top dog down, so it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, one of the interesting parts about uh, this Tampa Bay team, lots and lots of quarterback controversy. Um, this past week, uh, they'd moved away from Aaron Murray. Quentin Flowers had gotten a number of sort of reps, um, but they moved to a new quarterback here in week three. We're getting the report he's going to be the starter. Uh, interesting guy. You were, you were talking about him earlier from, from Texas. From Amarillo, Texas. Went to Oklahoma State. So that's about as Texas, Oklahoma as you can get. But uh, what, what's this guy's name? Uh, it's Cornholio. Is that right? That sounds right. Taylor, yeah. uh, Taylor Corn, Corn something. Let, yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me check our sources. I think this was actually his uh, press conference earlier in the week when they um, asked who he was. Oh, it gets me. That gets me every time. Uh, yeah, Taylor. Cornelius. Cornelius. Like Cornholio, same thing. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep this going. Cornholio is too good. <laughs> we need we need Cornholio in the XFL. Um, yeah. Tampa you, fans, get on that for a T-shirt idea. I think a Cornholio T-shirt would be a great yeah, idea. The great, the great Cornholio Neilius. <laughs> um, no, it's that's just too. It's too good. Too too good. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's the team we're playing. We're playing the uh, the fighting Cornholios, the stupid snakes, stupid slithery snakes. Um, their own three. This is another winless team. Uh, our our arrogance perhaps got the best of us uh, going into play the winless Wildcats, uh, who played great. Um, there were signs the Wildcats were on the rise, and I'm I'm a little worried that there are signs that this Tampa team is on the rise too. They absolutely this is a must win game for them. They can't go to zero four. Hopefully, coming off the heels of a loss, our defenders are ready to play. Um, Cardale was not sharp. Not sharp no, at all. Not week, at all. Uh, in was... the week that shall not be named, um, the game got away from us early. A lot of turnovers. A lot of you know, just general miscues. Um, we can't afford that again against this team that clearly can move the ball. Um, any other thoughts on on this week four matchup? Um, no. Yeah, Cardell's going to have to have to get back to form. Um, week one, week two form, and. Um, I really want to see, we've said it over and over, but I just want to see the run game pick it up. I want to see, I want to see our guy, our running game actually get into the end zone. It feels like it happens maybe from like the one yard line, but I want to see some breakout runs. Don't let it all fall on Cardale's shoulders. Yeah, well, you know, watching the game, I felt like that was a part of the game plan initially, and I think we went away from the deep ball early, and then when we started going to the deep ball, it was predictable because yeah. we, we, yeah, there was some urgency. We were already behind. I think the defense was more prepared for it. Um, 
Whereas in some of the previous games, you know, we really were looking to stretch the field early, and it was it was more effective. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what Pep dials up, and if if the run game is a key part of it, keeping Tampa's offense off the field. Um, if we just if we just kind of grip it and rip it, and Cardell slings the ball down the field. Um, but hopefully we can we can advance the ball. We can put some points on the board early, get the positive momentum going as we did against the Guardians, especially, and uh, run through this Tampa team. Uh, but this is a key. This is a key key game. A divisional game um, in the East, and uh, with us sort of tied atop the standings with St. Louis, but St. Louis winning the the various XFL, uh, I guess the the singular XFL tiebreaker of uh, touchdowns for mm-hmm. and against, uh, we are trailing that by a by a considerable margin, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, no, St. Lu- St. Louis looks good. They they do. I mean, talk about a team that can run the football. That team can really run the football, um, and Tampa's taking care of the ball. But that 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 is a team whose run game really. Uh, they're maybe the one team whose run game I really, I really worry about. Um, that's going to be a fun matchup in Week Five uh, that we're we're really looking forward to. Um, looking across the league, looking at the lines, what do we have this week? All right, so Game One of the weekend on Saturday, we have LA coming across the country to take on the Guardians. LA favored by seven. That kind of that think that speaks on just how disappointing the Guardians have been. Um, so LA favored by seven over under a 40. Um, looking at that one, I'm gonna go LA straight up. I just, like we said, the guardians just aren't good. They're, they're just not. So I think LA is going to win. LA is going to cover and I'm also going to go over. What do you um, say on that one? Uh, this one I had LA, LA cover and Man, I'm struggling to remember why I took the over the under when we were talking uh, you, earlier. You were over earlier. I've got over. Okay, I've got over. And it, yeah, no, that's yeah. At forty, I I feel good about the over. Um, what uh, what's what's on tap? We've got Seattle, St. Louis, St. Louis minus twelve over under thirty eight and a half. Where on that? Yeah, no. Um, St. Louis straight up for sure. But that tw- that St. Louis favored by twelve really makes me want to pull the um trigger on Seattle to cover. Twelve is just a lot of points. I mean, I don't care how good you are. That's that's a lot to win a game by. So I would take Seattle to cover. St. Louis is still going to win, but it'll probably be like a ten point game. But enough for Seattle to cover. And um, over and under thirty eight and a half. I took the over just because I think St. Louis is just going to pound the ball on the ground. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely like St. Louis to win this game. Um, and my thought is maybe they open up a bigger lead, but Seattle sort of gets some points late. Yeah, um, I'm thinking maybe a 28 to 17 margin. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Seattle covers, and uh, you know the the over under is is sort of tough. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. And I said I just said what I what I said 28 to 17. Mm-hmm. Um, Go with your gut. So that that gets us that gets us over, right? So I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the over. Okay. Um, I think that's where I was earlier. All right. So we got the Saturday games down. Heading into Sunday, we got a good one. Houston at Dallas. Houston favored by just one. Over under 15 and a half. What you got? Yeah, I like Houston uh, across the board here. Dallas is playing well, but I don't think well enough. And Houston's performance against Tampa Bay did not did not scare me to the degree that I'm gonna pick Dallas in this game. Uh, it's not a given. I think I think this is a, a tougher game than many might expect. Dallas, especially playing at home, um, I think Houston's going to win this in a close game. 
50.1 is a lot of points. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna take the under. How about you? Uh, yeah, I've got Houston as well. But I've got Dallas. Um, oh, no, hold on. Never mind. I don't know why I put that. I actually have Houston covering as well. Type that in wrong. But um, I'm also going to go under. 50.5 is a lot of points. And listening to me about over-under, I don't think I would because looking at how I've done so far, I've done well everywhere but the over-under. So I think between the both of us, yeah. You can have a pretty good betting rationale each week if you kind of listen to both of us put together. But I wouldn't really listen to me on over under. I haven't quite, yeah, haven't quite grasped that yet in this league. No, yeah, over under I think is the is the hardest thing to predict. Uh, we can look at the standings here uh, in in a minute as we get through. But our our last game is DC at Tampa Bay Sunday night seven o'clock. Can't believe it's a seven o'clock start. No. DC is favored by one and a half over under at 43 and a half. What do you have, Austin? I've got DC, DC, and over. Without a doubt, I am sticking to my trash talk. It's not going to be close. We're going to go into Tampa Bay, right the ship, and get, so get what I did there. They play with a pirate ship in their stadium. We're going to right the ship, and um, we're going to head back, head back with a victory. What about you? Um, I have uh, DC... DC and the over. So I think we match up on this game. Um, did we match up identically across the board? I think we were different originally. I think I had the under yeah. in our sort of pregame conversation with the St. Wow. Louis-Seattle yeah. game. Uh, I said over. And just so you know, when we do these, we're not with each other when this happens. Like yeah. I filled mine out this morning. I got over here. He just filled his out. So we had no idea. Yeah. So it's yeah. Telling him we got I, good minds. I had forgotten what I put down. I looked at the Seattle St. Louis, and and I know I was sort of torn on the over under on that one. Um, I think I'd originally put under, but then you I did. came back yeah. to over, and now we're we're perfectly aligned. I almost want to switch back to under, just just so we don't have <laughs> the exact same pick for every game. That sort of scares me, um, but I guess we'll know. We'll still be at the same place in the standings. You know, if we were um, betting on it, we should probably just put all of our money in together. Yeah, just double up. You've. Uh, <laughs> You've surged ahead now in the in the standings. You're ten and two, buddy. Ten and two, both uh, straight up and against the spread. Ten and two against the spread is uh, nothing to shake a stick at, as they say. That's uh, that's an impressive result. If you were gambling on these games, you'd you've been cleaning up. Yeah, that's a call. That's a call to the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's time to um time to get this whole gambling thing legal. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. I'm eight and four. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I have no no shame in getting two thirds of the games right. Again, both both straight up and against the spread. Um, I had a tougher week against the spread than you did at two and two. You were three and one last week. Um, over under. Yeah, like like a, I said, I'm not very good at this. You are tracking at one and seven over <laughs> under. Zero oh and four last which week, which really scares me about agreeing with you. I feel like maybe <laughs> I should go with under on that that St. Louis pick. This might be my week. Um. I am I am four and four and even five hundred on the over under, which I guess picking games five hundred is not that bad when you're picking spread or over under. That means you're breaking even, and and I guess that's that's okay. Um, but I was two and two last week. You were a mighty zero and four yeah. on your way to your total one and four and zero this week coming though. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm. Um, you know, and we're we're a little off because we didn't have the over under picks the first week, so that's why you're. So we can say we went four and zero. Yeah, of course we did. Of course we did. Even though I think we may have been the opposite. <laughs> um, so our power rankings, 
going into week one, and you've made a switch here. Am I seeing that correctly? Yes. Um, I've got. Wow. I've got St. Louis, Houston, D.C., Dallas, L.A., Seattle, New York, and Tampa. So, kind of to explain that that loss to L.A. that we're not going to talk about wasn't good, but. I still believe D.C. is better than L.A. I would love to play them again, especially in D.C., and I think we have a completely different ball game. That was our first trip across the country as a team. That, that's a lot. Um, so I really wish we had a chance at L.A. Um, at home. But D.C. over Dallas, I'll, I'll pick that every day of the week, no matter what, in any sport, especially football, because Dallas, you suck. Um, but, yeah, I've got Tampa in the bottom. But we are very, very similar. Who do you have? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if it was guilt over the amount of trash talk and my, my level of disappointment. Um, I made these power rankings right on the heels of the loss. Um, I continue to think St. Louis was robbed against Houston. I continue to think they're the, they're, they, they are the uh, it's hard for me to say they're the best team, but they have they have shown themselves to be the best team. Yeah. Um, my heart is still with the defenders, and and but right now making these rankings on where I think things stand at present, not who I actually think is is best, but ranking the sort of accomplishment of the season. Um, I've got St. Louis followed by Houston, obviously. Um, I moved Dallas into the third slot, and I think some of that's going to sort out in how they play against Houston this week. I didn't feel like I saw a lot of power rankings that had DC fourth and LA fifth, and I just thought they just kicked our butts. <laughs> uh, they 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 kicked our butts, and uh, I I could not see putting us ahead of them. Um, even though I do think you know, hey, our record's better. And I think neutral field or in our field, different result. Um, but going into this week's game, I have DC at fifth. Um, I think we we'll back in that number three spot or better. Um, on the heels of, of what's going to be you know, a, a great performance bouncing back. Um, I have Seattle at six like you do, and then we have the last two you know, flip-flopped. I have Tampa Bay seventh, and the new uh, whatever you want to call them, the tri-state armpit tacos uh, and the abysmal bottom of the pack, number eight. Yeah, but looking at this, I actually want to give Tampa Bay a shout-out for actually playing in Tampa Bay, so... Thank you, Vipers. We actually get to go to Tampa Bay. It's not going to be confusing to anybody when, yeah. when watching the game. Yeah, maybe they're less. Maybe the snakes are less stupid than we thought. Yeah, they're uh, the eh, Guardian, doubtful. The Guardians. Uh, they don't even know what state they Jersey's play in. Armpit tacos uh, sucked every bit as badly as we thought. Um, we have a mailbag question. Just one. Ding ding. Late emerging. Maybe our most complex good question. mailbag question to date. Uh, who, who, this is from Benjamin. So we got, yeah, Benjamin at BK Mullen underscore on Twitter. Give him a follow. His question is, what would be your ideal acquisition? The one that makes the most sense for for the defenders within the league at this point in the season. And I read that. I was like, dang, this guy's going to make us like do some work and actually try to dig something up good here. But I think we've done just that. So who do you have? Well, so I mean, as as we talked, I think you know we thought, man, what what aren't we doing? We started sort of combing through stats, and you know, no team is really standing out to me as sort of a dominant pass rushing team. And I think you know, if you can rush the passer, you really are neutralizing their team. And where we've had success, I feel like we've gotten to the quarterback. Last week, that was not something we were able to do. 
And so I thought maybe if we brought in some some sort of edge rushers, some pass rushing defensive ends, that would be the answer. Um, we had a couple of guys come to mind. Uh, the first one uh, was out of my mouth. Was uh, your former Salt Lake Stallion, uh, Austin, formerly the Salty Stallion. Gone, but never Twitter. forgotten. Uh, it's still there, Salty Stallion. You can give him a follow. Uh, but Carter Schultz, many XFL fans uh, and AAF fans, of course, saying, where is Carter Schultz? Why is he not on a roster? Um, he was uh, third in sacks in the AAF. He led in uh, QB pressures or hurries. Um, was really a dominant force on a, fr- frankly, a bad team where yeah. he was often double teamed. Uh, be careful. Don't, don't call him a bad team. They just they haven't hit their peak yet. They haven't hit their stride. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We, we're a force to be reckoned with down the stretch, no doubt. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> um, but so Carter Schultz was on our on our short list of guys that we would add. I mean, sort of an undersized, you know, pass rusher, um, but really a guy who would line up on the it's edge. Quick. And uh, and then we had a guy from our own camp that that we we thought about. Yeah, we uh, when we had XFL Connor on, we kind of talked about the surprising cuts, and he's one that kind of surprised us. That didn't end up making the team. Six five, two hundred ninety seven pounds, twenty eight years old. Not, I mean, not that that's old, but um. No, he. I didn't see anything on him. We obviously didn't have much coverage during training camp, yeah. but we were both surprised to yeah. see him. Chris John. No, yeah, but that that's just an intimidating name. Yeah. Like, and when it's spelled yeah. that way too, I'm like, Ooh, I, I, I don't want to mess with the guy who spells Christian that way. Yeah, so. so Chris John Sokoli. Uh, yeah, he was. I mean, he was. We saw his workouts. Yeah, it was, was. It was intense. Getting after it. Um, so he was. He was one that I thought you know could could bring it a lot of energy. Um, sort of a wild man, and uh, so those those are the two the two thoughts we had for pass rushers. I'm sure others come up with some other names, uh, but those were the first two that came to the forefront uh, as we glanced at this question. Frankly, right before we started recording. Yeah, so Benjamin, good question. Thank you for that. Yeah, really put us make it made us put our thinking. No, I was like, on. oh man, a hard question. Yeah. Um, usually it's like, are we going to be able to run the football? That, yes. Those are bad questions. Those are those are good questions and ones <laughs> that we're still grappling with, obviously. Yeah. Um, Man, time has flown by. We're we're still pretty far under thirty minutes, but we're working our way there. Um, I think we're almost done. Austin, is there more to talk about? Well, definitely not week three. We're not touching that with the ten foot pole. But um, no, week four. I'm I'm excited, minus it being on a Sunday night. But, um, no, I, this the way DC played last week, and with a coach such as Pep Hamilton, there is no way. This team is going to come out and lay an egg on Sunday. They're going to come out ready. They're not going to lose two straight. Again, you can hear me. I'm going on record. We're going to win this game. Um, it might be a little closer than we would expect. I'm actually getting a little more sensible with my predictions right now. But, no, this is a game that D.C. is going to win. They're not going to lose to an 0-3 um, Tampa Bay Snakes team. I just don't see it happening. Um, anything else for you? We're not losing to Cornholio. Yeah, no, he, he does not scare me. Just can't happen. Can't lose to Cornholio. 